Next on BYU Sports Nation, the best BYU football win in five years of independence. But how do you define best? BYU quarterback Taysom Hill back in the news and on a watch list. How his approach to football in 2016 has totally changed. Plus, BYU alumnus and double-A ball player Adam Law just got traded. What now? And Jalen Reyes of BYU Men's Volleyball. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, Studio B, your host, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, July 5th, I am Spencer Linton alongside self-proclaimed NBA free agency guru, Jason Shepard. I cannot get enough of NBA free agency. And I was a little disappointed. My phone was on, completely charged, Last week when free agency hit, nobody called. (laughs) I was ready for one of those big contracts (laughs) that everybody's getting, and uh, and no NBA team called me. Are you the next Brian Windhorst? Oh, maybe. Maybe. In the Utah market? In the Utah market. Who knows? All you, I, need, all you need is LeBron to get traded to Utah, right? I was, I was exactly. You, you got you to gotta hit your wagon to, to somebody, <laughs> you know? Oh, okay, serious question. Independence Day, July 4th. It's a big deal in and of itself, right? Barbecues. We're remembering our forefathers. All those that have fought to protect our freedoms, for, for crying out loud. But yesterday, sports fans... Got some huge news in the NBA about Kevin Durant, perennial NBA All-Star, going to the Golden State Warriors, a team that just won 73 games and set the NBA record. They don't need any help. The rich get richer with Kevin Durant? Good grief. Now, was that a bigger deal to sports fans than the actual holiday? If it was, I ask you to check yourself a little bit. Did you see the video that was circling around yesterday of the, I'm assuming it's from people in Oklahoma City or surrounding areas where they put, it looked like they put a Durant jersey on like a barrel or something. Oh it, was, boy. it was next to, it was next to a river. There were three or four of them. They pulled out their automatic weapons and then just went to town on this jersey. America. <laughs> Only in Oklahoma City. <laughs> it was kind of creepy, but also kind of awesome at the same time. It just it blew up. I mean, it was it was all over the place. I'm surprised that somebody didn't attach a Kevin Durant jersey to like this huge firework, send it up in the air, and blow it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, we saw this when the the decision with LeBron. People were burning his jerseys. People don't handle rejection well. Yeah. How did that turn out for Cleveland? He came back to Cleveland. <laughs> oh, are you calling Durant back to Oklahoma City? I'm just saying, maybe. Maybe don't be careful. Tread lightly, right? Yeah, you never know. Don't pull out your assault weapons and blow up a Kevin Durant jersey. Just don't do it. You never know if he's going to come back. Yeah, when will the Warriors lose next year? <laughs> like, in any team that beats the Warriors, is that like, oh, it's one of the greatest wins in the franchise's history? When do they play the Jazz? Let's find that. <laughs> Ticket prices for all oh, Golden State if, games if, have exploded if, through the roof. If they weren't already the premium ticket, they're premium now. Good grief. But is it a bigger deal than Independence Day? Because on my Twitter feed, it felt like that. It really felt like that. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU finishes the 2015-2016 season 
ranked number 30 in the Learfield Directors' Cup Division I final standings, the program's highest ranking since 2006-2007. That's a big deal. The Learfield takes into consideration the overall athletic department and all of the teams involved. You paying attention to that Big 12? Mm. Number 30, just mm. saying. Taysom Hill has been added to the 2016 Maxwell Award watch list. That award is given out annually to the College Football Player of the Year. Remember when his quarterback coach, Ty Detmer, won that award in mm. 1990? Mm-hmm, I do. BYU's track and field made quite a stir at the Olympic trials this weekend. Rena Chesser advanced to the finals in the steeplechase on Thursday. Congratulations to Rena. July 7th, 10.48 Eastern, she will continue her dream. Shaq Walker fell short in a controversial scenario. He placed fourth in the 800 meters after being clipped by another runner. To qualify for the finals, runners had to place in the top three of their heat or have the fastest time overall. Shaq appealed but was declined, and the runner that he collided with advanced. So, again, this is a really tricky, sticky situation. Didn't work out for Shaq. He'll be fine. He's mentally strong, and he's an incredible athlete. It just doesn't make sense. And we can get into the particulars of that later, uh, perhaps with Shaq at some point on this show, but it, a really unfortunate circumstance. Very unfortunate and not making sense. If you've seen the video, it, the outcome really doesn't make sense. It's definitely a head-scratcher. Taylor Sander and the men's USA volleyball team swept Russia to reach the FIVB Final Six for the third consecutive year. They're joining Italy, Serbia, France, Brazil, and will host Poland in Krakow, I believe that's how you say that, Mm -hmm. from July 13th to July 17th. Rise and shout! It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The top five in five. Three-man rush. Mangum, all kinds of time. Steps into the throw, in the wind, down to the goal line, and caught! Touchdown, BYU! Oh, thank you, Sean McDonough, for one of the greatest calls in BYU football history and certainly one of the greatest moments in BYU football independence. September 5th, 2015, at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska. But was that the greatest win in BYU Independence. Cue the music! Five years of BYU football independence have come and gone. From 2011 to 2015, we've witnessed some unforgettable moments on the gridiron. In the carryover spirit of July 4th, we are embracing that independent discussion today, specifically, Jason, with our Twitter question. What is the best BYU football win... In the five years of independence. First tweet in from at COT underscore BYU football. He says, versus Nebraska in 2015. I feel that if we had lost that game, the season would have gone differently and not for the better. That was the confidence boost that every BYU player needed that their backup quarterback, Tanner Mangum, was a gamer. It set the tone <laughs> for what the season would be. It set the tone for the game against Boise State. I, I kind of agree. Now, we'll get into our lists and which one we think is number one. But I agree that had BYU not won that game, it changes the dynamic of how that season started in terms of the momentum and the oh, excitement. without question. Everything's different. Without question. First of all, how do you define best? Is it best in the moment of the game? Is it the game that provided the best moment, like Nebraska? 
the game that made you feel the best after <laughs> or the best team in regard to their final marks and where they finished the season. All of that is for you to decide and for Jason and myself as well, and we will do so now. So, Jason, give us your top five BYU football wins in five years of independence, starting with number five. Number five for me was last year the home win over the uh, top 20-ranked Boise State Broncos. Okay, now here's the thing. That game, Boise State, they, they were not great at the time, but they finished on a roll. Yes, they were the only team that had eight or more wins last year that BYU beat. Yes. Okay. So number five for me, home win versus Boise State last season. Number four, the win at Cal to wrap up the regular mm. season in 2014, which also introduced, I believe, the first time we saw publicly Bronco crowd surfing. Mm. The win against Jared Goff and Cal, <laughs> yes. Jordan Leslie coming out party. Yes. Number three, the win at Nebraska last year, the Hail Mary. I, I have it number three. Over over a six and seven Nebraska team. Yes, yes. I, I will. I we'll get into this. Okay. Number two, okay. and I wrap up with a couple of Longhorn games. <laughs> Number two, the home win over Texas after the two hour rain delay in 2013, when Taysom just literally ran over the Longhorns. And number one for me was the win in Austin in 2014 over Texas. So five. Boise State last year, number four at Cal in 2014, number three at Nebraska, number two home win versus Texas in 2013, and number one winning at Texas in 2014. There's some strong arguments there for sure. What about for you? For me, number five on my top five in five years of independence was the highlight that you just heard from Sean McDonough, the game at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln against Nebraska in 2015. That has to be in the top five. Just because of what that game meant, the beauty and the pain involved in that game, the emotions that were dispelled by all BYU yes. coaches, players, fans. Oh, there's just there is so much in that game. That's number five. And it's number five probably because the Cornhuskers won a bowl game but finished with the losing record. So overall, that, that wasn't a great Nebraska team, but it was a great win. Number four. I'm going to join you in that Boise State conversation. It's hard to beat teams that finish a season with eight wins or more. BYU only beat one team that had eight-plus wins last year. That was Boise State, and they were ranked. They were ranked in That's that That's a moment. big reason for me is they were ranked. It got BYU all the way up to number 19 in the national polls, starting 2-0 and and going to UCLA. Oh, good grief. Can you imagine if BYU had started 3-0 and and somehow found a way to win again at UCLA? Like We're talking about a top-15 BYU football team. At 3-0 last year. It was that close. It was very close. But you had to beat Boise State first to get there. Number three for me, Utah State in 2012. And I, I know some of you are saying, how can you put Utah State in any sort of... Do you know what Utah State did in 2012? Okay? Let's remind you. They were a field goal away from winning at Wisconsin. They lost by two. And they lost by three points to BYU, 6-3. to three. Those were the only two games Utah State lost in 2012. They finished ranked number 16 in the country. If they beat either Wisconsin or BYU that season, they're busting through to the BCS. That was a good team. That was a really good Utah State team. A top 20 team that BYU beat that year when the Cougars had an elite defense. And number two, same as you, Jason, Texas 
2013 in Provo after the crazy rain delay. BYU runs for 550 yards. <laughs> they got coaches fired. They got coaches fired. Tell me that's not a big win. That's a big win. And number one, I agree with you. On the road, because it was in Austin, and Texas had a year to stew on what happened in 2013. All summer long, I heard from Texas fans, it's not going to happen yeah, Just again. wait till you come to Austin. We're bringing in a new coach and a new regime. BYU is not going to do what you did in Provo. We're going to crush you guys. BYU wins by 34, 41-7. Taysom Hill runs wild again. The leap, all of the moments. I mean, just crushed their will and put BYU back on the spotlight. That really got Taysom's Heisman conversation going. See, for my top five, I didn't necessarily pay a ton of attention to how the opposition fared as the season went on. I took them for what the games meant in the moment, at the time, okay. in the moment. Okay. And for me, when you look at these games, especially the two wins versus Texas and the game against Nebraska. Now, we already talked about Boise State. It's a, it's a top 25 team that you beat on national television. The game at Cal was – it probably doesn't fit into this rationale, but those other games put BYU on the national landscape – where people were talking about BYU. It was a big deal. That game at Nebraska, everybody was talking about that Hail Mary. It was on ABC it, National. It, it went it was talked about all year long. Those wins at when you beat Texas and you destroy Texas, people take notice. That leads Sports Center. Th- those are the types of things that put BYU on the map and as an independent, that's what BYU needs. So those are the reasons that those games in my opinion meant the most and and why they were the best wins for BYU as an independent. BYU in independence is right on par with what a lot of people are projecting BYU will do this season overall. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 43 and 22. BYU has gone 43 and 22 since becoming an independent in 2011. That's an average of 8.6 wins per season and 4.4 losses. So if you round up, Jason, hey, that's 9-4, and four, but unfortunately that's not how it works. I'm all about rounding up. The Cougars have played 65 games in independence <laughs> with an average of 8.6 wins to 4.4 losses. What can they do in 2016 against a much more difficult schedule? And we've discussed that a lot. Trevor Maddich of ESPN said, while I think the team will get better, this I think the record could get worse. Isn't that an interesting little scenario that we're looking at potentially for BYU? What is the best BYU football win in five years of independence? Will the best win in independence be a game that happens this year? That's another conversation. Joining us next on BYU Sports Nation, Adam Law of Double A baseball, but first, Taysom Hill. Why is his approach so different this year in 2016? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Speaking of hashtags and social media, you can follow BYU Sports Nation all over social media, on Twitter, as we mentioned, at BYU Sports Nation. On Instagram, it's BYU Sports Nation. And on Snapchat, you can follow us at BYUSN. Mm, there's a correlation there, right? Either it's BYU Sports Nation yes. or it's BYUSN. If one doesn't work, just try the other one. 
It's the way it works. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> what is the best BYU football win in five years of independence? From 2011 to 2015, 65 games have been played. What's the best victory? BYU's won 43 of those games. You decide, BYU Sports Nation. At Twiggy or Stone sends this in twice, beating Texas soundly. I know Texas was down, but that is still a big win. Runner-up is Nebraska Miracle. What are some other honorable mentions? We didn't get a chance to mention this off the top of the broadcast, and I want to bring up these. Jason, you mentioned in our pre-show meeting the shootout at Houston. (laughs) It was one of the most entertaining slash gut-wrenching games to watch. Just entertainment value. Just entertainment value. It was fantastic. They were at an NFL stadium, which BYU has now gotten into the habit of of playing. This was at Reliant Stadium against Houston, a very... I mean, this was a this was a good team that BYU was facing, and it was a battle between Taysom and John O'Corn. And every time yeah. an offense had the ball, they were scoring, and and it was fascinating to watch. It was fun to watch, but also nerve wracking because just just I, I don't know if my heart can handle any more of this. Good grief! Alani Fu comes up with the interception. Huge. Uh, that Huge, was the infamous seventeen plus game. Uh, as deciphered by by Jerem Jordan. He said, Houston is the most overrated 5-0 and college football team in America, BYU by 17-plus. And I was like, wow, really? You're going 17-plus on that? He's never lived it down since. <laughs> Other games. How about at Georgia Tech in 2012? BYU coming off a loss to Notre Dame. Jamal Williams coming out party as a freshman. They they go into Atlanta and win 41-17. to Or the game that I don't think gets enough credit for what it meant to BYU at the end of the season. The Armed Forces Bowl against Tulsa. And I just say, yeah, Tulsa, was they were a pretty good team. It was just kind of a mediocre season. That game, that win, gave BYU their only 10-win season in independence. The red alert play. Red alert! Also one of the greatest plays we ever witnessed that changed the it rule changed, in college football. Yes. Reynolds coming back on the block. Absolutely destroys a Tulsa defender. No helmet. He doesn't have a helmet on. He's not wearing a helmet. <laughs> and because of that play, college football is like, okay, that's illegal now. The Matt Reynolds rule. <laughs> the Matt Reynolds rule <laughs> happened from the Armed Forces Bowl. BYU finished a season ranked. They finished ranked 25th. That's the last time they have finished a season ranked in the top 25. How about that? Yet it didn't make either of our top five. Doesn't happen. Okay, so that's an honorable mention for me. What do you think? Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Right now, I'd like to bring up the point that Taysom Hill, is he, is he technically a fifth-year senior? Is that the technical term now? I believe that is correct. Okay, fifth-year senior. Named the Maxwell Award watch list, which is given annually to college football's best player. His coach, Ty Detmer, won the award in 1990. No surprise that Taysom is back on this list. He is... One of the most talked about players, not just across BYU message boards and BYU Sports Nation and all this. He is a national figure because of his injuries and because of the style of play he brings to the game. I want you to go back and listen with us to a 90-second clip, roughly, of what Taysom Hill told us on Media Day. I mean, some of the most compelling, interesting sound bites. Did I have heard? There's so much there, and it was like 90 seconds. Listen to this, and then we'll discuss everything we learned. Man, I don't know. Um, 
it's it's I, it's weird, you know. I I thought that last year was my my last year at BYU, and that was kind of my mentality. And as I approached fall camp, like, man, this is my last fall camp. I'm gonna get everything I got, and that obviously didn't happen. So I think my my perspective is just I don't, I don't know how long I'm gonna be able to play and what that is. So I just want to cherish every moment of it and. Um, the new coaching staff and the change adds like a lot of excitement. So it's, it's new to me, which has been nice because I've been here for, you know, four years going on five now and um, just trying to make the most of the situation. How much did the new staff play a part in kind of like, yeah, I, I want to go back and do this again. Yeah, that was huge. Um, I think the news of coach Menahan leaving was like, okay, well, like, it doesn't make sense for me to come back here, right? Like, those are the guys I know with, you know, I was loyal to them, they're loyal to me and and everything. And then as Kalani came in and then Ty, I I had a lot of conversations with them, right? It was like I was being recruited all over by those guys. And um, I would just say, like, we, we had a lot of hard hard conversations, right? And, and um, I made sure that they felt that there was a need for me here and I wouldn't have come back if, if there wasn't. And um, but at the end of the day, I'm a BYU guy, right? I, I love this place, and and uh, it's it's a special place. I want to be part of it. Could you play today, or do you need more time to recover from Liz Frank? I, I could play today. I think, uh, uh, yeah, I, I totally think I could. I did all of our agilities. I've been doing everything, and um, I, I'm totally confident I could play today. So that was Taysom Hill on Media Day with you and Jerem. As you mentioned, it was roughly 90 seconds, but there was so much that came out of, of those sound bites. The thing that stood out to me the most was how he had basically decided once Bronco was gone, I was like, why would I come back? Those were my coaches. Those were the guys that were there for me, and now they're gone. So he had kind of... It's made it sound like he kind of made the decision, well, I'm probably not going to come back. What does it say about this new coaching staff that Kalani Satake and Ty Detmer were able to go to Taysom and have the conversations, as he mentioned, some tough conversations? What does it say about them that Taysom, who had kind of said, well, maybe I'm probably done then, maybe, that he, he decides to come back? I think that speaks extremely highly of this coaching staff and their ability to communicate. Was Taysom Hill the best recruit that BYU's new coaching staff picked up in the offseason? I'm serious when I ask that. Was, that. was that the number one recruit, the best recruiting job that the new coaching staff did? <laughs> you can make a I serious, think a serious case can it. be made for so, that. Even though it's only a year. Some other things. I loved how honest and just forthright straightforward he was where he was like yeah it's weird it just feels weird because it is he didn't expect to be here and that he said i don't know that i'm i don't know how long i'm going to be able to play and i want to cherish every moment his attitude about all of this has changed where it's just like look if i get injured on the next play it happens i don't think Taysom is scared at all or worried about playing one bit because his attitude is such a, like, or is such like, is such that he's just going to enjoy whatever is granted to him. How many times was he asked, and it's not after this Liz Frank, but after the knee injuries, how many times was he asked about, well, are you going to change the way you play? Are you going to slide? And he's like, 
No, that's, that's not how I, if I go out there and try and alter how I play, it's not going to be me. This, this is what he does. He's going to give it his all. He's going to go out and do everything he possibly can. And like he said, he, he, this, is, this could be it for him. He's going to enjoy this, and he's going to max out everything he possibly can this year. If Taysom Hill didn't feel like he was healthy enough or good enough to be the starting quarterback at BYU in 2016, he's not coming back to Provo. He has other opportunities right now that he could, in the, in the business world, he doesn't need to do this. I agree with you 100%. If he didn't feel he could make a difference and play at a high level, he wouldn't be doing this. He's not coming back to Provo if he doesn't feel like he can make an impact on this team right now. You heard his words. I made sure they felt like there was a need for me here or I wouldn't have come back. So take it for what you will. My personal opinion, there's no way he's coming back to Provo if he doesn't feel like he's going to be the starter and make a significant impact on this program right now. Says he could play today, oh, by the way. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, Adam Law of AA Baseball just got traded to a new franchise, and he's got a familiar teammate there. But first, Jalen Reyes at BYU Volleyball. Has he recovered from the national championship loss? Welcome back, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow Jason at JSN Shep. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at Spencer underscore Linton. Make sure to download the new BYU TV app on the fourth generation Apple TV. You can stream content live as well as go back and watch BYU TV shows and sporting events on demand. My little guy is a uh, is an BYU TV app nut. Loves to go back and watch all the games. So uh, he takes advantage of it all the time. You can too. Fourth generation Apple TV. Really fun to watch some old games, including... 20 years ago, BYU against Wyoming in the WAC championship. I don't think that one's available on demand on BYU TV's uh, services per se right now. But the fact that that game was re-aired on Media Day, <laughs> I DVR'd it, and I have thoroughly enjoyed watching that. Because I experienced it as a teenager in person, there's so much that you forget you forget how many plays were critical and crucial and fumbles on last drives. It just, that game could have changed so quickly. Do you remember that tweet that we got on Media Day from the, uh, the lady who said that after that, during that game, I guess her dad was so convinced that BYU was going to the Fiesta Bowl that he booked his flight and hotel That's in terrible. Phoenix. And so they ended up watching the Cotton Bowl from Phoenix in the hotel. Yeah, it was at Mama MJG, I think. Yeah, uh, that's right. Good memory. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Nice. Hey, but at least it was a happy experience. Yeah, right? you at least got You're to watch Phoenix, a winner. But, but at least you got to watch a Cotton Bowl win. <laughs> oh, my heart goes out to that whole family. Still, 20 years later, that hurts to hear. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU Athletics finishing the 2015-2016 season ranked number 30 in the Learfield Directors' Cup Division I final standings. That takes into account all sports within a university program. That's the highest ranking BYU has enjoyed in about a decade, since 2006-2007. That's a big deal, and I think that would have been like, I don't know, third or fourth in the Big 12, looking at the Learfield Cup rankings. 
and, and this this is when they talk about getting data on all these teams. This is stuff that this is data that goes into that. I mean, this is all, it all goes into into one you know one pot. They, they know what BYU they, is. They know. They know. But this is just a little something else. You go ahead. And you know, and some salt, some more, a little more salt here and there. Whatever. They know. They know it's a quality program. It doesn't mean they're going to get invited, but they know. Oh, they'll be invited. <laughs> Fingers crossed. (laughs) We were just talking about Taysom Hill. He's been added to the 2016 Maxwell Award watch list. That award is given out annually to the College Football Player of the Year. And college football is just around the corner. Mm. In fact, when when does BYU play the Wildcats? I don't know. Countdown to the Wildcats. 60 days. Wait, yes, I do. I do, too, know that. 60 days away. 60 days. It's, uh, let's see, July 5th to September 3rd. That's 60 days. It's technically less than two months, right? <laughs> From a game. Well, hey. Not you- a practice. <laughs> a game. But speaking of practice, we're under a month from practices. Oh, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? I, I, it's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable that we're getting close to college football starting Holy up. cow. BYU track and field made quite a stir at the Olympic trials over the weekend. Rena Chesser advancing to the finals on the steeplechase this Thursday, July 7th at 10.48 a.m. Eastern. Shaq Walker fell short placing fourth in the 800 meters after being clipped by another runner. And to qualify for the finals, runners have to finish in the top three of their heat or have the fastest time overall. Shaq appealed. And if you watch the video, man, it is it is hard to understand why they didn't let Shaq advance and they let the guy that he clipped that fell down behind him go through. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Anyway, the appeal happened. It was declined, and we wish Shaq the best. We stand behind you uh, whether or not you move on to the finals or not. Taylor Sander and the men's USA Volleyball team swept Russia to reach the FIVB Final Six for the third consecutive year. They're joining Italy, Serbia, France, Brazil, and they will host Poland in Krakow from July 13th to the 17th. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline, he was just traded from Tulsa to Jackson in AA professional baseball is Adam Lyle. Adam, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, man. Thank you. Happy to be here. What has your life been like since the trade? Uh, it's been a whirlwind and full of awkwardness trying to meet new teammates and new coaches and get used to a new philosophy, but it's been, I'm, I'm excited to be where I'm at. I've got to imagine when something like this happens, people who have been through it before try and, and help you out, give a little bit of advice. What's some of that advice you've received as you handle this transition? Uh, the biggest advice that I've heard came from my father who said, uh, be seen and not heard, meaning that you show your teammates, and as you try to get acclimated to the new system that you're there and you're working, but not necessarily to be acting like you know it all or, or talking too much, just to be seen and not heard, and then slowly you'll be able to open up and get to know the guys and be included a little bit better. Adam Law with us on BYU Sports Nation in A Baseball, currently with the Jackson Generals. You go from the L.A. Dodgers organization now to the Seattle Mariners. What will you miss most about Tulsa and the Dodgers organization as you now flip the page and start a new chapter in your career? I'll definitely miss my teammates and coaches and the relationships that I had an opportunity to build and and be fulfilled with over the past four seasons. Uh, been with those guys since I first signed 
after the draft in 2013 and had tons of awesome memories and stuff. It was tough to say goodbye to him, but I'm so happy for uh, for what happened and to be desired by the Mariners. You know, Adam, it's not like you're all by yourself, though, with the Generals. Coach Littlewood's son, Marcus, plays for Jackson. How excited were you to know that you had a familiar face on the team? <laughs> when I first found out about the trade and uh, I spoke with the Mariners and they said that they would assign me to A. I knew exactly that's where <laughs> one of my best friends, uh, Marcus, is at. He and I have worked out together for the past three off-seasons, and I, I wanted to surprise him and just show up in the clubhouse because the trade hadn't been out uh, publicly yet, but I couldn't contain my excitement, so I had to call him in the airport and let him know that I was coming. He thought I was, <laughs> he thought I was messing with him, but it was it was for real. And his wife Morgan's out here. It's just, it's just a really good situation. Where were you when you found out, and what went through your mind when the news first reached you? Um, I was getting ready to board the bus, I was getting ready to board the bus in, uh, we were on a road trip in San Antonio and I was getting ready to board the bus to go to, to the field and the phone call came and it was a front office personnel with the Dodgers who said, Hey, uh, we're trading you to the Seattle Mariners. And my heart about jumped up into my throat and my, I mean, I got a big old adrenaline rush thinking like, wow, what's going on? But that's kind of the situation it was. And, definitely bittersweet uh during that time adam when do you play next and and beyond just when you play next what are the generals wanting to see from you what are they asking you to do um i mean i've I've played the past two days ever since i got here and you play again here in uh six and a half hours and kind of their thoughts about me was they like my versatility and and they want to see me have uh, lots of repetitions. It was tough where I was at in Tulsa. The roster was just jam-packed with talent, and I wasn't getting consistent opportunities. And so the, the Mariners saw, and I think that they, they like what I bring to the table, and they want to see some consistency. And and they told me they want me to be a Mariner for a long time, which was really comforting to know that they have interest in me and have made this investment. Adam Law, former BYU baseball star, now with the AA Jackson Generals, was just traded from the Tulsa Drillers, has played two games with Jackson, game number three tonight. We just learned that from him. What is the key to you taking that next step in your professional career, whatever that means, whether it's you know a batting average goal or if it's taking the next step to AAA? What, what has to change? What has to get better? Um, I think just the consistent – opportunity to, to go out and play. I haven't had that in the past year and a half. I've been playing on and off uh, every other day, and it's tough to get in the groove when that's the case. And so hopefully now with this new organization who have, you know, hinted towards having an opportunity to play every day, I think if I can can take that and run with it and, and uh, continue to hit the ball well and make the plays, I think I have a good chance that at being successful and hopefully obtaining my ultimate goal to play in the major league. Adam, I know I saw you working out before spring training with the BYU baseball team. You were around the guys. How closely can you actually follow Cougar baseball while you're still trying to balance your own career? Uh, you know, I follow them every single day. Uh, I do my best. When we have a day game, I'll listen to the 
to the radio broadcast or be able to watch it on BYU TV or when we have a night game and the Cougs play on the morning, have, have an afternoon game, I'm, I definitely tune in. I follow all the tweets and, and thankful for technology to be able to follow my friends and my my uh, fellow Cougars. But uh, it's fun to watch and they had such a great season this past year. I just wish they could have pulled out, you know, those games in the conference tournament and finished uh, and, and made it regional, but it, it is so much fun to be able to follow them. Safe to say, though, with the amount of talent coming back and you've got some new players coming in, whether it's off missions or out of high school, safe to say, though, you feel that the future of this BYU baseball team is extremely bright. Yeah, definitely. Coach Littlewood and Coach Pratt, uh, Coach Herring, the recruiting coordinator, and JT, they all do such a good job at at not necessarily rebuilding, but they reload as well. And so it's, it's fun to watch. Uh, hopefully Kyle D can stay healthy and uh, some of the new arms that they have can, can perform for them just like they did last year. So it'll be fun to watch and follow. Follow Adam Law on the Twitter machine at AdamLaw217. You tweeted us a little while back that you saw something really crazy in the minors. And <laughs> oh, oh, we noticed it as well. Joe Mikulik, an opposing manager... At one point in a rant, in a tirade, he removed second base and punted the base. What was that like to be experiencing that game? <laughs> oh, man. I think we all just sat in the dugout just in absolute awe of what had just happened. <laughs> and it wasn't even – what happened to play wasn't even a crazy – yeah, you could argue it, but it wasn't – it didn't merit that response. And – I remember last year when I was on the show, you asked me the craziest thing that I had seen. And then when this happened, I mean, this is, it blew anything else out of the water. He punted second base and he slid <laughs> into second base. He's like a six-year-old man, slid into second base two times. He, he kicked up all the, the chalk on the foul line. And, I mean, we just sat there with our with our jaws dropped wide open. It was, it was incredible. Yeah, we'll find that video and tweet it out on our BYU Sports Nation account for all that have not witnessed the greatness of Joe Mikulik. And by the way, he's that's not the first time he has done that specifically. This, this guy has a reputation. Uh, Adam, we've been talking a lot about the best BYU football win over the last five years in independence. We're going to take it to baseball and have you reminisce a little bit about your time in a Cougar uniform. What was the best individual win you experienced as a BYU baseball player? Um two come to mind. First was when we, we played at LSU, who was ranked second in the country, and it was Coach Littlewood's first year, my junior year, and they, they we were up a couple runs, and they came back and walked us off in the bottom of the ninth, and so we knew, we had some confidence that we could play with them. The following night, we came back, and, and we whacked them pretty good, and that was just a big step for the program to really show that we can play with anybody. And I remember they gave us a police escort uh, on the way out, and the fans cheered for us because kind of little-known BYU came in and walked all over the Tigers. So it's been fun. Uh, it's been fun to, to talk a little smack to the LSU guys that I play <laughs> with and the other SEC guys because they think that, you know, that, that's the real deal. Um, and then second, I think – is honestly our dominance over the University of Utah. I think in my three years, we probably played each other, you know, close to 15 times, and I can only remember one time that I lost to them. So wow. Just going up there and walking all over them 
and then them coming to our place and walking all over us, and us walking all over them. And that's real. That's real special to be able to have that in-state rivalry uh, definitely on our side. You mentioned little-known BYU. How some people like you know. A- didn't realize that the BYU, you know, could could beat LSU or, or those types of things. When people find out that you played college ball at BYU, what's their reaction? What does the BYU baseball program? Uh, what does it mean to people? You know, when they find out that's where you went. Um, probably the first question or reaction that I get is, "Oh, so you had to follow all those rules?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when you're able to explain, you know, that it's it's more of our lifestyle, not necessarily a change of of life to follow the rules, but uh, they're interested in the weather climate and how we how we do it uh, in the snow during the winter and stuff. And so, you know, it, it is tough. It's, it's hard to recruit there, but I think there's a lot of athletes that are seeing the change and, and the opportunity that there is to win and to win soon. And uh, and so that's, that's what I love to share about is that even though we're not in a, a warm weather climate, we have the facilities to be able to get live at bats and to take ground balls and fly balls to help us prepare for the upcoming season. Adam, it's great to talk to you as always. We know you're a busy man and you have more baseball to play tonight. We look forward to uh, following your career now in Jackson under the Seattle Mariners organization. And uh, best of luck. If you notice any other managers punt to second base, you know where to find us on Twitter. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> All right, thanks, Adam. Thanks, guys. Adam Law on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Is that uh, that's not the same manager that that did the the grenade? Like he, he hunkered down behind uh, the the pitcher's mound and pretended he was throwing. It's not the same guy, is it? Uh... That guy was within the Braves organization, I think. That's, see, that's the one I re- I've not seen the the punting one yet. I did a sports cast featuring Joe Mikulik like a decade ago or nine <laughs> years ago in Grand Junction, where I broke up his rant into like four different segments, and so I showed it, and then I did a highlight of something completely different, and then I went back to it, and so on and so forth. That guy's unbelievable. Next on BYU Sports Nation, what's the best football win in five years of independence? Your tweets next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jason Shepard, live from Studio B on a Tuesday, July 5th. If you missed an episode of this show live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights, including tonight, on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media, on Twitter, at BYU Sports Nation, on Instagram, it's BYU Sports Nation, and on Snapchat, which, by the way, personally, I'm starting to uh, use a little bit more. It's, it's one of those, it's not a New Year's resolution, but I, I've, I've told myself I need to, need to get on the Snapchat a little bit more. A little snap snap Yeah, a little, little snapster, as I like to call it. <laughs> it's not what it's called. Snapchat, though, for BYU Sports Nation, it's simple, BYUSN. Yeah, I can't. I can't guarantee you won't see some weird stuff. <laughs> you know who's really good on Snapchat is Jerem. Jerem is good Jerem on is Snapchat. very good on Snapchat. That doesn't mean he's not weird on BYU Sports <laughs> Nation's Snapchat. We're all a little weird, yeah, including on my five-day-old beard that I had this morning before, but I had to shave it off right before, before I, he came on. Got to get honor code appropriate, right? Right. Would you here? Would you? Would it still be honor code appropriate if you had done the shaving on air? Ooh. Would that have been possible? I don't know. That, that, might, that might be close? pushing the limit a little bit. I, might, I mean, we shaved Jerem's head. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a question we need to ask the HR people. <laughs>
<laughs> probably best just to have it shaved by the time the little red light comes on. That's uh, playing it safe. That's playing it safe for sure. Our Twitter question today, what is the best BYU football win in five years of independence? We are channeling our carryover spirit from the 4th of July holiday and reminiscing about seasons 2011 to 2015. BYU's won 43 games in that time span. Of the 43 wins, which is the greatest? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At BYU underscore undefeated, Nebraska, because it gave us the ultimate clip to end BYU football <laughs> hype videos with. In the moment, in, I mean, that, that single moment might be the greatest play. It probably is the greatest play in BYU football independence, right? It has to be. The greatest play without question. There's no other play that comes close to that. That, that's one, that is a play that... 20 years from now, people are going to be able to say, I remember where I was when. When you've got one of those moments, it's a big play. What was the? I, we did this. We did the greatest individual plays in BYU football independence last summer, and then the first game of the season like trumped all of those plays. <laughs> I can't even remember what the number one play was before the Nebraska Hail Mary because Boise State's probably number two. Oh, it was the Taysom leap. The Taysom leap against Texas was the greatest play in BYU football independence until the game at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. I got to see that leap in person. Oh, you were in Austin? It was awesome. You were in Austin. I was in Austin. It was awesome. And and that's the greatest win, in your opinion, and my opinion. The greatest win. Yes. uh, we, We gave our top five, but number two and number one were both wins over Texas. I, number two, I went with the one here in Provo. But when you win at Austin, especially coming off the shellacking that you gave them the year before, when you knew they were going to want revenge, and you come out and do it to them again in their place, yeah, that's the number one win for me during Independence. At Still Team Riley. I love at Still Team Riley. Some great tweets coming into the show on a regular basis. He says this, the first win was the biggest, meaning the first win in Independence, which was an SEC foe, hostile territory, huge plays in the fourth quarter to beat the Ole Miss Rebels. Okay, at still Team Riley. <laughs> Again, I, I love you, but I think you're absolutely wrong. That team won two games. I know it was, I know it was an SEC team. I know it. That was a terrible and SEC team. And they won team. there. And BYU won 14-13. to 13. Did they win, Spencer? Did they beat an SEC team there? Yes, but 2-10, and 10, Jason. 2-10? and 10? I know. But I, I can't, it's I not the best. It's not the best. I don't, it, it's, Maybe an honorable mention? Maybe? No, not because it's no. the first. It's the first no. one. It's the inaugural win no. as an independent. No. no. You know the starting quarterback was in that game? For who? For BYU. Yeah. You want to put it in the top five? (laughs) Up next, the Cougar Whip Around hits hard. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, everyone. Brought to you in part by Dexter and DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Jason, what should we do? Mm, How about we whip it? Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Athletics. 
BYU finishes the 2015-2016 season ranked number 30 in the Learfield Directors' Cup Division I final standings. That's the program's highest ranking since 2006 and 2007. Football. Taysom Hill has been named to the 2016 Maxwell Award watch list given to college football's Player of the Year. Matthew Cohen of SB Nation's Baltimore Beatdown reporting that Bronson Kafusi, quote, will absolutely get playing time as a rookie, and he probably has the most potential of the four defensive ends, although it may be hard to get the starting job, end quote. Track and field. BYU's track and field made quite the stir at the Olympic trials this weekend. Rena Cheshire advanced to the finals in the steeplechase on Thursday, July 7th. You can check that out at 10.48 Eastern Time. Also, Shaq Walker fell short, placing fourth in the 800 meters after getting clipped by another runner. And to qualify for the finals, runners had to place in the top three of their heat or have the fastest time overall. Shaq exactly blew it. Shaq tried to appeal... That was declined, and the runner that he collided with advanced. Volleyball. Taylor Sander and men's volleyball for the United States of America swept Russia to reach the FIVB Final Six for the third consecutive year. They join Italy, Serbia, France, Brazil, and will host Poland in Krakow from July 13th to the 17th. By the way, Off the Block tweeted out, the BYU Sports Nation karma is in full effect in relation to what Taylor did with Team USA. It's spreading beyond the show, people. <laughs> Men's basketball. Kyle Collinsworth is playing for the Dallas Mavericks Summer League team. Now, the Mavs are playing in both the Orlando and Vegas Summer Leagues. However, Collinsworth will only play in Las Vegas, and that gets underway on the 8th. Cougars in the minors. Adam Law talked to him today. Was traded from the Dodgers to the Mariners. He now plays for the Double A Jackson Generals. Brendan Lund one for four with a run scored for the Orem Owls last night. They lost seven to six to the Grand Junction Rockies. Today's rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who are we going to give it to, Jason? How about we give it to Taysom Hill? Mm, okay, I like that selection today. Let's give it to taste and bring name to the Maxwell Award watch list. What's the best BYU football win in five years of independence? Our elite tweeted today from at Still Team Riley. Hey, he's shaped up. That one game versus Texas, you know the one where Taysom played amazing and broke their will? Can I be any more specific? For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Texas.